Hallelujah. Well, can't nobody love me like Jesus. Oh, can't nobody love me like the Lord. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. He's my friend. Yeah. 
better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord.
straight up in the air and let's sing one more chorus of this and I want you to get your mind off of everything that's going on in your life right right now at this moment and I just want you to get focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can you say amen this morning let's just get let's let's just focus on him right now let's sing that one more time Nathan if we would Hallelujah. It's your breath. Let's throw our hands straight up in the air, church, and just worship the Lord. We pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. Oh, hallelujah. How many God's done something for you? Amen. You got something to praise God about this morning. You got a reason to lift your hands up in the air. You got a reason to worship Him this morning. Worship you and thank you this morning. Amen. Come on, let's sing it. Come on, church, let's sing it. the Lord a big hand. Amen. You guys stay right where you're at. You guys stay right. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Praise the Lord. We're going to take a few minutes to pray for the sick this morning. I know I've had right many people to ask me about my mom. They took her in the rescue squad a couple days ago and uh, she thought it was her heart but come to find out she had her fifth vertebrae is uh, fractured and I don't know how she did that but Anyway, I'm going to ask you to be praying for my mother. We got, it's good to see Brenda here this morning. It's good to see Brother Mark here this morning. Carolyn. Let's give the Lord, it's good to see Carolyn. Carolyn here this morning. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for his healing touch this morning. Let's lift our hands straight up in the air and pray this morning. Father, we thank you for God. We're under that new covenant. Just like our salvation was paid for, our healing was paid for for our bodies. So, Father, I ask you to touch my mother this morning. I ask you to touch all the ones that may be sick and not here this morning or watching by, Lord, watching by video this morning, God. I ask you, Lord, to reach out, and I'm asking you, said, by your stripes we are healed. And so, Father, I ask you to touch her, and I ask you to heal them this morning. For, God, we thank you for the healing power. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Amen. 
Uh, I want you to turn around, shake your neighbor's hand, and I want you guys to go back to that old first song that you sung. Some of the older people wasn't in here, and I want y'all to do that song that y'all started out with. Turn around and shake your neighbor's hand. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. of the Lord. Our band is a little wild this morning. Amen? They went old school. Old school. Way back. Amen. That was wonderful. Let's give Nathan a hand this morning. Appreciate him and all of our band and him coming this morning. Appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can get Christina to sit down, we're going to go on with the service. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Christina does so much around the church. Let's give her a big hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just a few announcements before we turn it over to our youth pastor. I am just excited to hear the message this morning. I know he has a word from the Lord for us today. Amen. Uh, don't forget in the back on my, uh, on my left is our Christmas outreach. Uh, so just be praying, uh, be praying about that. And, uh, actually back at the welcome desk, uh, we need some more people to sign up to help with our Christmas outreach. And so we said last week, if you saved, you need to be what? Oh Lord, I'm going to have to preach a sermon on this. I'm going to have to do a series on this and put a big poster in the back. If you saved, you what? You serve. If you saved, you what? Serve. Okay, so you, you, that comes out of our mouth, onto our hand, onto a pen, and we put it on a piece of paper. Amen? Back on my left at the welcome desk. Okay, sign up to help us with our Christmas program. 
Uh, and there's also slips for boys and girls back there and also a uh, box in the back financially to help with that. So get on, please get on board with that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. Tonight we are having a worship service with t- telling the testimonies of what God has done for us. And if you can kind of write your testimony out, two to three men, uh, two to three men, two to three minutes long. Remember I said last week, we don't need to know how many doctor visits you got or how many times they cut on you or how much blood they took. We just need to know what God did for you. Amen. So that's tonight at six o'clock and we're going to have a great time uh, in the Lord. Pastor John and Amanda wanted me to mention there wouldn't be no nursery or children's church. I think they might be out of town for Thanksgiving next week. So I wanted to let all the parents know that. Amen. I want you to stand. I'm going to ask Pastor John to come up and we are going to pray over uh, him uh, this morning. Amen. I believe he's got a word from the Lord for us this morning. Stretch your hands this way. And let's pray over Pastor John right now. Father, we thank you for this servant of the Lord. God, I'm asking you to infuse him with the power and might of the Holy Ghost this morning. God, we want to hear what you have to say. God, hide Pastor John behind the cross. And God, we want you to flow through him. We want you to take his mind and be submitted to the Holy Spirit this morning. And God, you infuse him with the power and work of the Holy Spirit. And God, we're asking you as we grow and we hear this word, that we go out of this building and use it for the glory of God. So Father, thank you for touching him this morning. Thank you for your wonderful presence. And everybody said amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. All right. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Kevin, for uh, giving me the opportunity. Um, glad y'all are here. We had an awesome worship service this morning, wasn't it? I believe a, a, a good atmosphere of worship can can set up the Holy Spirit to be able to do a, a, a work in a work in our hearts. Today is Youth Sunday. I am so glad at least these six youth here, and I think Donnie's got a little helper back there. He's a future uh, a future youth uh, a person in the background. He's Holding the baby, and it, it's he's here every Sunday with that little that little baby. So, uh, so I'm glad that you all are here uh, this morning. Who all is ready for Thanksgiving? Who is going to eat too much? Okay, everybody here is three people are actually admitting they're going to four people. They're admitting they're going to eat too much. The rest, so the rest of y'all are lying. <laughs> I'm going to eat too much. So, so um, what I want to talk about is when I was younger, I was once you all uh, going to church and maybe some uh, youth events, but no one would really touch on my issue, on what I was actually searching for. I'm here today because I want to tell you what I wish someone would have told me. So today's message is I wish someone would have told me. And when I was younger, I thought I was great at hide-and-seek. You know, I thought I was, I mean, I was, my hide-and-seek game was on point, right? Then I got older, got married, had a kid. Then I realized my hide-and-seek game was not good. I wish someone would have told me that you would never, ever find pacifiers when the kids lose them. You're never going to find them. You always, I mean, have to keep buying and buying. So I wish somebody would have told me that 
you're going to lose that game of hide and seek with the pacifiers. You're going to lose it because you're going to keep buying them and then later on you'll find them when you don't need them. Or the kids will find them when you're trying to get them off of them. So that's just a, just a bad, uh, just a bad combination right there. Um, what, what hit me this morning, uh, wasn't even in my notes. Uh, 15 years ago today, uh, a little over 15 years ago today, I just got out of jail from, from looking at 20 years and it's not because someone didn't tell me. When I was in the middle of my, my addiction and the middle of just, just going crazy, my dad looked at me and said, John, if you keep doing this, you're going to be end up in jail. So, of course, I didn't listen. I just shrugged it off. But when I was outside one day at jail, I mean, when I was in jail, I was looking up at the razor wire fence and that quote came to me. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to end up in jail. And here I was looking at the razor wire fence. So someone told me that, but I, but I didn't listen. So I want to, you to take heed of what I'm saying this morning. I don't want you to take it lightly like I did. It's not like someone didn't tell me. So, but what I wanted to do is encourage you or encourage someone in here who is maybe called to change the world or, or called to change their, their family, maybe their, their school, or maybe even be the first one in their family line to do something different. As far as I know, I'm the only one in my family line who is preaching. Who is preaching the Word of God as far as I know, as far as I can remember. No one else in my family is, is doing this. But I want to hear to encourage you and tell you what somebody should have told me. Get ready because you're about to get a cheat code. Some of you kids, you like playing video games, right? I lived by the cheat codes. If you could not get past that, what'd you do? Hopped your phone out and, man, I need a cheat code for this. So get ready because I'm going to give you a cheat code to this, guys. A cheat code. Hang on to this like you would a cheat code. I'm getting ready to give you the cheat code for this. See, there are things that are found in the Word of God that you all can grasp at 6, 7, 8, ninth, and 10th grade, if you all just grasp that, it would change the course of your life right now. See, everything that you think is hyped right now will fade away so quickly. Culture changes so quickly. Everything is hyped up now may not be hyped up six months to a year. Something else might take that place. So the first point I want to hit on, I wish... Someone would have told me that God is not committed to your dream. He is committed to His purpose in your life. God's not committed to my dream. He's not committed to your dream. He's committed to His purpose for your life. People are saying, oh, just follow your dreams. Just come on, just follow your dreams. It'll be okay. Just, just follow your dreams. But where was that dream originated? Was it originated from social media? Maybe someone that you were looking up to? Maybe from what people are constantly telling you what you 
should do, but it may not be a God dream. See, if you don't watch out, you'll end up chasing your dreams instead of God's purpose for your life. Now, your dreams may be good. Your dreams could possibly try to change the world. But if that's what God's not calling you to do, we need to step back a little bit. See, I just wish somebody would have told me that chasing my dream instead of God's dream will only give me a false joy and happiness. I just wish somebody would have told me that. I wish somebody said, John, you look a little stupid right now. You look dumb. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many plans are in a person's heart. We all have plans, right? We all have plans. Every day we wake up, we have a plan to do something. I mean, Thanksgiving's getting ready to come around. You have all these plans to do this and that. But in our in our big scheme of things, our big plans in life, have we asked God, is this mine? Am I supposed to do this? I just wish somebody would have told me and that maybe I wouldn't have hung out with the, with the wrong crowd or trying to fit in if I had known that was not God's purpose. See, I wouldn't have chased after things that took from me. I wouldn't have to ran after things so hard and ran after things that constantly took from me. If I'd known they were going to take from me, I wouldn't have done it. I just wish I hadn't gone after those things that were constantly taken from me. I wish someone would have told me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope, to give you a future and a hope. Everybody said hope. I love that back here. Hope. We all need hope, right? Don't we all need hope, especially around the Christmas season? People get depressed because financially, but they need that hope. Second point, I wish someone would have told me that we need to make decisions for destiny not for temporary desire. See, right now, everything in front of us is a temporary desire. Right? See, when I was younger, I was only thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about my future. I wasn't thinking about maybe the wife that God had given me, the kids that He was going to give me. I was only trying to impress the people around me who truly didn't care about me. See, I wasn't thinking about following God's purpose and investing my gifts that he had given me. See, I depleted what God had given me, trying to impress people who didn't even care about me. We can try to impress people and deplete what God had given you. That's not what God wants us to do. I wish somebody would have told me. I'm going to say this a million times, because I wish somebody would have told me. When you walk out of here, 
on some of the things you can't say nobody told you. See, don't make decisions based on how you feel right now. Who all does that sometimes? I'm guilty of it. Make decisions based on how you feel right now. You just kind of just go with it, right? But we need to make decisions on who you want to be five years, ten years, maybe six months down the road. I'm telling you this because that was me. If it made sense, right at this moment, I was going to do it. I didn't care. But I'm going to invest what God has given me, right? See, I know it's a seed, but you see a seed, I see a tree, right? You see what I am, but I see what I'm going to be. So let's flip that around. You may see a seed, but I see a tree. If you just follow God and get that deep down in your heart, you will sprout up like a tree and do great things for Him. I just wish somebody would have told me that. I just wish somebody would have told me that my past doesn't define who I am. I wish somebody would have told me that even during my drug addiction, God loves you. All they saw was, there goes drug addict John. There goes John again. Riding around. What's he up to now? I just wish somebody would have told me. Wish somebody would have told me. But let's be honest. Sometimes it can be, it can be hard because some of us don't have self-control, right? Who thinks that they're going to have self-control Thursday, when it comes time to eat. And they're going to push away a little bit. How many of you all, how many people in here have at least two things that they have a, a, a that, that, that they, they have two areas in their life that they need self-control of? Couple, right? You know? I mean, I'm going to probably, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to eat too much. So I'm just going to scratch that out and not even try. I'll go to something else. <laughs> See, but I wish somebody would have told me about these scriptures about self-control. Check out the first one. Proverbs 25, 28 says, Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. This may not make a lot of sense right now, but look, it is that back in the day when the scripture was written, it didn't matter how powerful, how powerful you are unless you had walls around you, and that's what protected you. If you don't have self-control, you are literally open at all times to be taken from. And you have no defenses. Somebody should have told me, John, one, you look stupid again. And two, you need self-control. You need self-control. If I was talking to myself like I'm talking to you all right now, I would have said, man, John, if you would just hook up with the Spirit of God, if you would just link up and hook up with the Spirit of God and learn that you can have self-control in a season where it looks like everything is out of control, it would change the way you live. I wish somebody would have told me. See, society's telling you one thing, Culture, here it is, telling you another thing. 
And it's going to change it up and tell you another thing. Society is telling you one thing. Culture is telling you one thing. Your friends are in your ear telling you one thing. Follow your dreams. See, you got to get some self-control. Someone say, I need self-control. I need self-control. I wish somebody would have not have cared about how cool I was and cared about who I was going to be. I wish someone would not have cared about how bad I was in this addiction and not even trying to help me out. But I wish somebody would have told me that I was a child of God or, or, or I am loved no matter what. Or I can never go too far from God's love. He is always there. No one told me this. All I heard was just Bible stories and Jonah and the whale. and I, I, No one really told me this. Somebody in here needs to know that whatever your flesh is telling you, it's not what God has for you. Whatever your friends are telling you, or whatever your sin nature is telling you, that you got to do it. No, you don't. See, there's a power that's inside of you that's greater than anything that you may be facing or feeling right now. There's a power inside of you all right now. And we just got to just link up with God. Let's look at that word control, all right? It means to have the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. My question to you this morning, what's controlling you? Money? Culture? There you go. I'm going to keep saying culture too. Culture? People's opinion? How many of you all, let's be honest, I did it a couple times this morning. How many of you all changed your clothes a couple times before you walked in here? One person? Are you kidding me? You mean tell me two people? The first thing you threw on, you said, yep, this is it. Two people, seriously? Man. Three. I know the younger ones did. No, maybe the boys, not so much. Ah, just, it looks all right. Let's roll with it. So what about, what about uh, the Word of God? Is the Word of God controlling us? See, something is controlling you and I. Something. Whether it be the Word of God, something is controlling. I'm not talking about one of the little puppets. You know, I'm talking about the little, the little string and, you know, I'm not talking about that. Something is controlling you. Anybody know what this is? A hot dog. You can tell people's, I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> this is an Atari. I was lucky to have my hands on this, right? Still works, by the way. Um, we have video games, right? You have probably the Atari was the, almost the first one to come out. I mean, bes besides the computer, right? But the Atari was almost the first video game console that came out, right? Pastor Kevin probably probably got one of these too. <laughs> probably up in his mom's basement or somewhere. <laughs> so look, you had the Atari. You had what? Uh, you had Donkey Kong on there. I forgot to bring a couple games, but Tetris, 
You, um, and then after the Atari came what? The, the regular what? Nintendo. Loved it. Had the four control, had the controller with the what? Five buttons. And you had to what? Blow in the game to get it to work. After that was what is, uh, the regular PlayStation. Then you had the, um, oh Lord, somebody help me out guys. I'll get to the younger ones. I mean, I'll get to the newer ones when I, when I call you on you all. Uh, 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 Sega Genesis. You had Nintendo 64. Now you have the Super Nintendo. And then you have, um, huh? Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, that's the newer one though. We'll go back a little earlier. Alright, um, you have the Wii. You have, alright, now you have the PS1, PS2, PS3, PS15 probably come out next year. I don't know, right? Then you have the Xbox. You have all these game consoles, right? Now you even have some on your phone. It went from this to carrying around a game system on your phone, right? But who knows that the graphics on this was pretty, pretty shoddy, right? It was little block graphics compared to the ones we got now. The block graphics was delayed and, and all that. But now you have the ones that we have now. You can play sports or football or basketball. You can actually see the players sweating. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. But the games back then and to the games we have now have changed dramatically, right? But there's one thing that has not changed. They all have a what? A controller. They all have a controller. No matter how much we upgrade in life, something's always going to what? Control us. Something's always going to control you. No matter how much we upgrade, no matter how much we replace this problem with the next, something is going to control us. Something is going to control us. But the thing is, thankfully we have that option to choose what will Control us. Third point is, I wish somebody would have told me that the fight of your life is sin-controlled versus spirit-controlled. Like every day we should wake up, when we wake up, we should hear in our mind, ding, 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 ding. In this corner, we have sin who has been after you and defeating you in such in whatever area of your life for 15 30 days, 60 days, a year, or two years. You have this in this corner. Then ding, 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 ding. You have this in this corner. You have the Spirit of God in this corner who can help you defeat that sin in that corner. If you just teamed up and linked up with Him, He can help you defeat whatever you are dealing with. Many days when we wake up and get out of bed, we choose who is going to control us that day. Will it be sin controlled or will it be spirit controlled? What's going to control us? I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this, waking up and opening the Facebook app. I've done this twice instead of the Bible. We open the Facebook app. Before we get out of bed, boom, 
Open the Facebook app. I've done it. I'm guilty of it. We have a choice. I wish somebody would have told me that this fight never ends. That this fight will never end. We're always going to be fighting something. Money doesn't change who you are. It magnifies who you are. It just magnifies who you are. If you're all about money, well, it's going to magnify who you are. You're going to be all about money. See, we're waiting for this next level, this next big thing to get rid of what is happening right now. If if, if this would just happen, then then it'll it'll solve this. I used to say, man, if I would just get married, it would solve this. Didn't wish somebody would have told me that's not how it works. Man, if I would just get I need to hurry up and get married. Can I just be real with you all? If, 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 I wish somebody would have told me. I wish somebody would have told me. John, slow up. Chill out. You look dumb right now. Galatians 5.17 says this, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Let me say that one more time. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Other, like brother and sister, you're constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But the Bible says, Have you ever wanted to do the right thing? And it's like, How come I end up in the same situation? What is going on? I just wish somebody would have told me. John, you need self-control. See, you get to choose who is going to control you. Fourth point, self-control is not actually being in control. Self-control is the opportunity to choose who you will let control you. When we are born, we are born at a disadvantage. Right? We are born into sin. Right? We weren't taught. We didn't have to learn to be selfish, did we? I mean, I got kids and, and, and they're already, that's mine. No, that's mine. That's mine. They're not, they're, not, they're not taught. They're just automatically. We don't have to learn to be selfish. Or you could say, I'll fix it. Before I truly come to Christ, i got to change some things up. I'll fix it. If you could have fixed it, you would have done it already. I've said that a million times. If you could have done it, you've already would have what? You've already would have done it. So it's true right there that you, 
we can't really do it. That's just kind of an excuse. But I wish somebody would have told me. When I came into Teen Challenge, I thought I had to kind of straighten up a little bit. Kind of act like I know what I'm doing. Kind of act like I want to be here. So I can kind of maybe come to God then. That's not how it, not how it works. I wish somebody would have told me. Say it again. I wish somebody would have told me. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Someone say amen on that one. Give me a, a chance to get a sip of water. It doesn't look really weird out here. Deuteronomy 30.19 says this. If you don't remember anything else, check this out. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. Right? Oh, that you would choose life. See, it's an open book test right now. When I was in school, how many of you all like open book tests? You don't get very many of them, do you? All right, but when you do, you you did it, right? Even when it was an open book test, I was still cheating. All right, so so I liked it when an open book test because I wasn't so stressed of getting caught. All right, it didn't matter. I was getting the answers regardless. But when it was an open book test, I'm like, I don't have to worry about getting caught by being cheated. But this is an open Book test. That God has given you all every single day. Life and death. And is giving you the answer to the test. Choose life. Choose life. How many people do you hear that are taking their own life and they have millions of dollars in the bank? And they're still taking their own life. Man, I wish I had some. If I only had a little bit more money, I could get these bills paid. I don't have to be stressed. Christmas is around the corner. I can get my kids and family members whatever they want, and it'll be less stressful. But people are killing themselves with millions of dollars in the bank. It's because what you thought was worth it really wasn't. My last point, flip the switch. Let's say it together. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. See, I wish somebody would have told me it didn't matter what you look like right now. God's plan is bigger than anything you can fathom. Some people, maybe not just in here, but they feel like their plan is, is better than God's plan. When I was younger, I felt like I had it all, all thought out and all planned out. And you may have it all planned out already. But the thing is, God's grace is so good that He would rather you go ahead and try it and fail and then come back with nothing. 
And then come back with nothing. That's what he did with me. I came back with nothing and I had to surrender myself to him. And he wrapped his arms around me and told me that he had a plan for my life. As the um, worship team comes, I was still in the middle of my addiction. I still hadn't had it figured out. I was still lost. But he wrapped his arms around me and said he had a plan for my life. But guess whose plan it is? God's plan. It's God's plan. It's been God's plan all along. If you don't take your dreams and submit them back to God, you may be working on something that you'll lose anyway. You'll lose it anyway. So why don't we just take the dream that's in our head and submit it back to God for approval that, hey, is this what you really want me to do? I wish somebody would have told me that John need to flip the switch. You need to choose. Is sin going to control us the rest of our lives? Or are we going to go over here and get the Spirit of God to control our lives? I think of this electrical panel box. If it was Picture if it was completely dark outside, if it was nighttime, and we cut all the lights off, right? If we just flip the switch, it'd be pitch black. I think of someone who doesn't know Christ and just wandering around in life trying to chase after their dream. But it's so dark when things come against them it looks worse than what it really is. They don't see any future. They don't see any end in sight. It's dark. And they're searching for that light. But they're searching everywhere else other than the Word of God or coming to church. But we need to, just, everybody say, flip the switch. We need to flip the switch. And the, the light of God will shine on us if we choose to follow Him. He's our light to our path. The question I want to have for you today is are you struggling with what's controlling you 100%? Meaning, are we on the fence? Are we straddling? If we are, I want to encourage you, let's, let's flip the switch. And before we leave, let's choose. If you want sin control, that's, that's cool. But let's not be a lukewarm. If you want to be spirit control, hey, wow, that's awesome. So that everybody's head bowed and their eyes closed. I want to ask you a question. Are you wanting to live 
a life empowered by the Holy Spirit? And are you wanting to be sin controlled or controlled by God? If you want to be controlled by God, even if you already are, if you want to be spirit controlled and want to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, I want to challenge you to come forward and let that, don't matter who's near you, who's sitting next to you, but make that bold statement. When I leave here, I want to be empowered by God's Spirit. And when I flip this switch, when you hear that switch being flipped, I want you to come forward and we'll have some people praying for you because the fight of your life is sin controlled or spirit controlled and the fight never ends. So I want you to make that decision. Flip that switch. And I want to invite you to come forward. These altars are open.
Grace and your mercy, God. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. 